0: For nearly two decades, the award-winning Your Financial Editor Program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor Program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And also as a podcast, if you go to the uh, iTunes and uh, Android uh, store And uh, you can listen to it that way. I am Chris Murray, your host. I hope your weekend's going well. Thanks a lot for uh, tuning in. Interesting program. A lot of really uh, good top stories of this past week that we're going to get into. Also, some earnings, uh, some big names, actually. And uh, we'll have some economic data for you, along with what the Fed had to say at the uh, closure of their two-day meeting on Wednesday. And then we're going to be talking about the importance of planning for retirement to make sure that um, you don't, um, y- you know, have any any problems. We want to try to eliminate um, any problems, any missteps, uh, if at all possible. And you do that by planning. So we'll be talking about that as well. Um, as far as the top stories, one thing investors um, were – looking at, I think, it put a little bit of a smile on their face this week. U.S. corporate share buyback levels are slowly increasing after last year's drop off in spending. So investors are eager to see how much uh, buybacks may support market gains and the potential uh, impact on the stocks that they own. So I don't think we're going to see the uh, pre-virus levels uh, anytime soon, but recent buyback talk from companies has lifted investors' hopes that uh, the repurchase trends have turned the corner and um, we're going to have some uh, additional optimism going forward. Uh, Netflix, for example, last week said it would explore returning excess cash to shareholders via share buybacks. And the S&P Dow Jones uh, indices projects that share repurchases for the S&P 500 companies uh, to have totaled about 116 billion dollars. In the fourth quarter of last year, that was up for from uh, one hundred two billion in the third quarter. So it's good to uh, to hear and to see that kind of news, and we'll see uh, what type of impact it continues to have on the uh, on the financial markets and also on uh, people's individual holdings. Um, you know, with uh, a new administration, you have new people uh, being uh, nominated to fill positions. Uh, Biden's climate. Uh, inspired executive orders are um, resulting in his cabinet picks getting grilled over uh, the ensuing job losses that come from halting uh, certain projects. Uh, On Wednesday, it was the energy secretary nominee, uh, Jennifer Granholm, uh, who was peppered with questions about the impact of Biden's ban on future gas and oil leads Uh, Leases, excuse me. So um, I know uh, Senator Barrasso from Wyoming said to the nominee, I'm just curious how a long-term ban consistent with uh, Biden's goal of unifying our country and putting Americans back to work and helping our economies grow, how is that all consistent, he asked. And after uh, he stated that tens of thousands of jobs are going to be lost across multiple states— As a result of that particular moratorium. And in response, Granholm acknowledged that jobs may be, quote, sacrificed, unquote, as a result of Biden's actions. So she said that uh, she thinks the the plan of building back better would create more jobs in energy, clean energy, than the jobs that might be sacrificed. Um, And people weren't buying that. The senator from Louisiana Uh, Senator Cassidy questioned whether or not Biden even cares that jobs are being lost. And um, he recalled that when the transportation secretary nominee, old Mayor Pete, I know I'm sure he's built quite a few bridges in his time, uh, but he testified at his confirmation hearing and he said that new jobs may not arise for years, so these people are admitting they're saying jobs not going to arise for years, sacrificing jobs, um, and you know. Remember last week, we talked about Granholm's conflicts of interest with her and her husband's investments in solar panels and battery makers. So this is just not really starting very well for sure. I don't think it was a surprise. Uh, I mean, the executive order that pace is a huge surprise. It's just. I, nobody's ever done that, I don't think. So um, that was a little shocking. But, yeah, some of these things that are being done and then these um, nominees having to sit through the process and try to defend what can't be defended, I don't think, um, is is going to be uh, hard for them. Now, one of the former um, officials in President Trump's White House, the uh, former National Economic Council director, Larry Kudlow, is uh, moving on. He's going to host a new weekday television show on the Fox Business Network. Um, In addition to hosting a daily program on uh, Fox Business, he's going to serve as a contributor offering expert economic and financial analysis. Uh, You know, uh, Mr. Kudlow helped build a variety of President Trump's economic tax and trade initiatives during his time as economic policy and the uh, uh, director of National Economic Council. And, um, you know, as an assistant to the president, he coordinated the administration's domestic and economic policy agenda. He was uh, key in the CARES Act, the first piece of uh, relief that came out that was much needed. And he did that along with the Treasury Secretary, uh, Stephen Mnuchin. And, um, you know, he's got a a lot of... uh, a lot of experience he was on uh television prior to being tapped uh for the white house and also he goes back to uh being in the investment banking business he was uh, in the securities and trading and brokerage firm a senior manager at bear stearns so uh that'll be interesting to see how well his uh program his tv program does uh as far as ratings and i'm sure you probably heard this week uh, about the craziness with um, GameStop and AMC Entertainment, uh, the big movie theater chain, and BlackBerry. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, and actually, a few days ago, the um, the mobile apps for TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab experienced outages early on uh, Wednesday. And because of all this market chaos that's going on with GameStop and AMC, And if you didn't hear about it, I'll just tell you a kind of brief uh, summary. So some of these really big hedge funds um, took – they bet against GameStop and AMC, et cetera. So they took a short position betting against the stock that they would benefit as the stock went down. Well, there's this forum on Reddit. And um it apparently was started back in two thousand twelve by some fella down in Mexico City. And um they they being those on this forum decided that they were going to punish this big or a couple uh big hedge funds for trying to short the stock. So they all started buying it. So the more the stock went up, the more damage they were doing to the short positions of um, these hedge fund managers, and they cost them billions of dollars. And uh, it's continuing, you know, you've got people involved, Robin Hood, they stopped or suspended some trading on uh, Thursday, and that was stupid. I mean, you know, free markets and free trade, when it comes to those markets, um, it goes both ways. You don't have, you know, these big... Uh, companies having the final say at the end of the day. Um, you have to be able to, uh, go up against them. And then that's, that's exactly what these, uh, folks in the forum were able to do what they decided to do. Now, is it smart? I don't think so because somebody's going to get stuck holding the bag when this is all over. You can think of it like musical chairs. Somebody's not going to have a seat and it's going to be more than one somebody. So, um, I think it will. And now the SEC, they're saying they're looking into it. Janet Yellen is saying, yeah, you know, I'm watching it. Um, They need to stay out and let these markets work. There's nothing illegal about what's being done, nothing whatsoever. So these uh, small investors, they've banded together. They're trying to slay the dragon. And we'll just see who, you know, who walks away from this fight. But like I said, there are going to be some losers. You already see the losers on the hedge fund side that have taken billions in losses. But this game ain't over yet. So we'll have to see, um, you know, how it plays out for all parties involved. But really interesting to see that. Um, back to the nonsense on um, social media. Uh, Twitter permanently suspended the account of the My Pillow guy. How can you... I have one of those, by the way. It's a pretty good pillow. But Mike Lindell on Monday had his uh, Twitter account permanently banned. So he used his personal Twitter account, which had about a half a million followers. A half a million people almost were following the uh, MyPillow guy. Does that not blow your mind? Um, And by the way, you know why I own one? Because of his commercials. I finally said, uncle. I mean, I saw this guy all over the place, and I heard him all over the place, and I was like, I thought, if I buy a pillow, maybe he'll stop. Well, he didn't. But, yeah, he had like a half a million followers before uh, being suspended. Um, And, you know, he would tweet about uh, the claims of the widespread voter fraud in the presidential election and – you know again this was his personal account this wasn't not that it would matter but he is ceo of my pillow company you know he political his political commentary and advertisements are a regular fixture on the media as i said so and this is a guy who was a former cocaine addict and alcoholic who embraces it and wrote a book about it and he found sobriety through finding christ and um a huge president trump fan um, was really involved again in in, um, in uh, doing investigations and finding information after the uh, the the election on November third, and um, he basically said, "I'm never letting the fraud go." So he doesn't care that uh, Twitter is suspending him. He's gonna, he said, find ways to have his voice heard and his information seen. So, but I mean, these people are just these people, meaning the the goofballs at Twitter and um and, and these other social media platforms, you know, like with taking Parler off and it's it's amazing what um what's being done. And I told you a couple weeks ago that there uh is a lot of connection between big tech and the new administration. A lot. And I can tell you a uh here's a perfect example facebook hired a guy named roy austin who was a former obama official and a member of biden's transition team as a social media company's vice president of civil rights and deputy general counsel so um you, you know you think facebook is bad now let's wait and see uh what happens as these social media companies continue to pack, uh, their positions with these former politicians. Um, and some of them are, are radical to say the least. Um, but yeah, and Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook gave $500 million to election officials ahead of the 2020, 2020, election. Um, so you can see where all this is, uh, is going. It's not going to be good. I personally, I may have, uh, I think I mentioned it last week or the week before, as soon as they started banning people and acting crazy, I closed my Twitter account, closed my Facebook account. I mean, and you know, of course I had Parler, but now I don't because they, uh, they canceled that company because they didn't like what they were, uh, what they were hearing as far as a, a, a different opinion than the echo chamber that the mainstream media and social media uh, that they live in. So really interesting. We'll see what happens to the stock. You know, Twitter was getting hammered uh, in the, you know, recent past. So we'll have to wait and see. Big names in earnings this week, as I had mentioned. Uh, Raytheon, the big U.S. aerospace manufacturer, reported better than expected quarterly profit and sales. Uh, So that was good to see. Another surprise are General Electric. Offered an upbeat outlook for its business this year after reporting a surge in quarterly free cash flow, showing that the the most recent CEO that was uh, brought in, Larry Culp, his turnaround plan is gaining some traction, and I wish him all the best because Jeffrey Immelt, um, when he left, he left General uh, General Electric in the gutter. I mean, he basically destroyed. All of the good uh, that had been done before him, uh, just terrible decisions, terrible management. I don't know why he stayed so long. Why the board of director, uh, board of directors, let him stay? But anyway, um, Larry Culp is doing a good job. I hope that he is able to turn the uh, the country, or excuse me, the company around. You know, it used to be a giant in the country and was on uh, one of the or was the oldest um, member of the Dow 30 until, again, like I said, ML really just ran it into the ground. Microsoft had good things to say this week, especially about their cloud computing services and also their gaming. Uh, a lot of people staying home and, you know, doing video games and all that stuff, I guess. And then Lockheed Martin. Now, they missed their profit estimates for the first time in the last eight quarters as uh, the virus disrupted deliveries of um, their um, their F-35 jets. So they really just had some uh, problems with uh, their suppliers and there were delays and things were you know not going so well. So hopefully that'll improve uh, this quarter and into uh, this uh, this new year of 2021. Speaking of new, um, I mentioned it uh, the last couple weeks, um, new piece at Murray Financial Group dot com. So uh, the complimentary download has been uh, replaced. I know a lot of people uh utilize the last one. We left it up there for quite a while. Uh, But now we have a a different piece for you. It's good. It's called The Value of an Objective Opinion. And I I think that you'll find it to be interesting and educating and um, get your uh, mind thinking about things uh, in a couple different ways. So that's there for you. So uh, enjoy that. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. And it's right on the home page. You just click on the button. It goes right to your email, and you're uh, you're done. And uh, I hope that um, it's it's helpful. So quick break. When I come back, we'll be talking about uh, some economic news and what the Fed did this week. I ain't rich, but I damn sure want to be. Working like a dog all day, ain't I had a rich uncle that'd kick the bucket And I was sitting on a pile like Warren Buffett I know everybody says Money can't buy happiness But it can buy me a boat Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And just as a reminder, you can get the Your Financial Editor program as a podcast. And um, that's available at um, the iTunes and also the Android store. Um, so help yourself to that. And thank you, by the way, for all the folks that have moved away that uh, tune in uh, in different parts of the country. Uh, really appreciate you still uh, being part of the Your Financial Editor program. And uh, if you're brand new, welcome. Uh, I hope you enjoy the program. Um, was talking uh, about that economic data that we got this week. It was a pretty pretty busy week. Um, just a couple that I'll share with you that I had made notes on um, that I-, I was watching fairly closely. You know, we get these regional surveys from the 12 uh, districts that the Federal Reserve has. So it's always interesting to take to me to uh to take a look at these areas and see, you know, what's going on. Um Texas, for example, they put out a manufacturing um outlook survey, and that activity continued to expand in January, according to business executives that were responding to the uh the, the survey. The production index, which is a key measure of state manufacturing conditions it was positive. It was 4.6. So anything above zero is good. But I mean, there was a sharp uh, deceleration. You know, it was at 26.8 and it fell to 4.6. So still positive, but obviously some problems there. Um, other measures of the manufacturing activity in that uh, area also point to more muted growth. Um, so it's it there. That's important. Um, It's a good survey. Didn't really like, you know, seeing that too much. And then the Chicago Fed's National Activity Index, it's a monthly indicator designed to to gauge overall economic activity um, and related inflationary pressure. They're taking into consideration a composite of about 85 different monthly indicators. And um, that went uh, from a reading of 0.31, so right on the edge there, up a little bit to 0.52. So nothing to write home about, but at least it didn't drop below that uh, zero. And um, even our, you know, we're uh, in the F- Federal Reserve District of uh, Richmond, the, the Fed Bank in Richmond, and, you know, we had a decent um, survey, but nothing to write home about. So we really have to keep an eye on what's going on with the, the various um Uh, uh, economies in those 12 districts to get a good idea, not only geographically from a local standpoint, but also what's the national number and the national picture actually looking like. The S&P Case-Shiller Home Price Index was up 9.1% year over year from November to November. Obviously, this is a lagging piece of data, but Prices rose in at least 19 of the uh, 20 large cities tracked here. The only reason we don't know about 20 for 20 is because Detroit, which is included in that uh, 20 city index, was again excluded because of uh, issues collecting uh, data during the the, the virus shutdowns and all. They've had some real problems. So who was the winner? Uh, Phoenix experienced the largest price increase. Uh, increase for the 18th consecutive month with prices up 13.8 percent. Seattle was next with 12.7 and then San Diego at 12.3. So um, that was good news for that sector. And then separately, there was another piece that came out the same day. The Federal Housing Finance Agency reported their own monthly home price index for November. And they said that home prices were up uh, 1% from the previous month and 11% on average from November for year over year. So the housing market continues to be very strong. And um, and I know that's making a lot of people happy, especially people building them and um, also people selling them because they're getting good money. Uh, We saw U.S. consumer confidence was up just a little bit in uh, January. So we went from a reading... Of eighty-seven point one up to eighty-nine point three, um, that slight gain probably reflected the nearly nine hundred billion dollars in additional virus relief uh, provided by the government. You, the taxpayer, um, at the end of December, and um, you know, so so that's that's a good thing. You know, one other thing I forgot to mention, but I, when I was just uh, thinking about the the Relief, that $900 billion. you know, they're trying to push through this $1.9 trillion, which is just so stupid. $350 billion of it is to bail out poorly run um, cities and states. I mean, that's moral hazard. You don't reward people for doing the wrong thing. But that's exactly what um, these uh, politicians are trying to do. I don't think they're going to have enough votes for that. But even if they half it, um, it's still too much money. And the reason is it's not targeted. So there was a great story this week about a place I love to shop, Lowe's. And Lowe's has decided to do another round of bonuses because of uh, they're calling them frontline workers. So it's $80 million. And if you work uh, full time, you're going to get a $300 check. And they've done this before. They did it last year. And if you work part-time, you'll get 150 bucks. It's discretionary, so I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. I didn't dive into it too deeply. But here's the point. Um, and, you know, if you work at Lowe's, don't be angry with me. This is just a fact that we have to point out for Americans and for taxpayers, people who work. So I think it's great that they were open the whole time. I, I, we should have stayed open the whole time. I don't know why a big store is essential and a small store isn't. It's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, they they never missed a day of work. They didn't miss any paychecks. They had all their benefits. They're giving uh, their people bonuses, which is great. That's their choice if they want to do it. You know, Walmart and others are doing the same thing. They should not get these $600 checks. That makes absolutely no sense. This stuff needs to be targeted, and it's not. It's just a free-for-all, here's money for you. And those who are blessed to never miss a day's work, yeah, you're not going to get it because you don't need it. So, um, you know, I just – I do not get that. It doesn't make any sense, and that's all this $1.9 trillion is about. It's about just free money. You know, you've got AOC saying that, you know, she wants checks to continue as long as the virus is around. You talk about getting people hooked on heroin, except it's money. That's all they're trying to do. And it's really sad. I know a ton of people see through it, and um, I share their frustration. So uh, we'll keep a close eye on this and see all. try to identify all the pork and favoritism uh, that we can so people actually do know. Uh, what's going on and don't think, oh, no, it's no big deal. It's just a check. Well, that's just more debt. And we're already trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. And uh, that's going to, you know, that's going to come home to roost. So um, I also mentioned about the Federal Reserve. They did have a two-day meeting this week. No real surprises. You know, they said that um, they're going to leave interest rates uh, between zero and a quarter percent. That's where it's been since March. Um, They're going to maintain their large scale asset purchases, basically quantitative easing uh, where they're spending about 80 billion a month. This is getting us back to after the financial crisis so that the data that we look at and talk about, just remember, it is not based on um, organic growth. It's not. This is just money that the government's printing and sending out sloshing around so what you want to see is economic data like we did prior to the virus really good economic data some record numbers um, because of organic growth and common sense policy and regulations And now this has all been turned around and it's in the process of being turned around. And if you see good economic data, you have to be honest and say, well, did we see a positive number there because it was the right environment or because it was all subsidized? And, um, you know, when that's the case, then the numbers aren't real. So we'll keep a close eye on that. Uh, Just a reminder our latest uh, complimentary downloads, brand new, just put it on a couple days ago. It's called The Value of an Objective Opinion. And um, it's a good read. And you can uh, just go to the homepage at murrayfinancialgroup.com, click the button, uh, it goes right to your email, and then you have it. You can look at it on your computer or your uh, tablet or phone, or you can just print it out like a lot of people do, and um, you know, highlight and make notes, and and um, maybe have a conversation about that because it's uh, it's pretty important. We've heard a lot about that. So again, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. It's called the Value of an Objective Opinion. It's a complimentary download. On the other side of this, we're talking about retirement planning. When your legs don't work like they used to before, and I can't sweep you off of. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 and at uh, WFMD.com. And uh, also, you can listen to the program as a podcast. Go to um, either the uh, iTunes or the Android store, and uh, you can uh, get it and listen to it, share it, send it to someone. Um, So, retirement. It's one of the biggest decisions that people make in their lives, when to retire, how to retire, where to live. Um, are you going to outlive your retirement income? That's a big uh, fear with a lot of people. And it's all, you know, they're all valid uh, questions and extremely important. So, you know, you would think you wouldn't leave that to chance, that you would actually do the planning and know with the the math and science of a plan with all the numbers and all the variations and and inflation and all that stuff included so that you have a concrete uh, feeling about your retirement and what it's going to be and uh, how successful and enjoyable it's going to be. I mean, a lot of people are concerned about those potential issues surrounding your retirement. So whether you're making long-range plans or if you're close to retirement, or are already retired, it, you know, it's important to create that clear picture for your financial future. Um, you know, today, many people are living longer than ever before. I've read a, a, a piece, it's actually um, in the book I'm writing, I actually included it in the book, that some people are saying that the person that's going to live to the age of 200 has already been born. But just in general, until this stupid virus showed up and, of course, the drug addictions and people overdosing um, and dying, um, you know, before that, our life expectancies were improving. Now, you know, they've dropped a little bit, but we also know the, the causes. But many people are living longer than ever before, like I said, and that means that some folks may live 20, 30, even 40 years in retirement. I mean, think about that. So you have to make sure that you're going to have what's necessary to make it through that whole period. And unfortunately, many folks have no idea what it takes to survive financially uh, throughout retirement. And as I mentioned earlier, the main concern is, will we outlive our retirement income? Will we outlive our money, run out of money, Uh, Good news, there's plenty of options to help give you a clearer picture of what your retirement years may look like. As I mentioned, um, you know, with planning, you take the the, the guesswork out. Uh, The bad news, many people planning for retirement are affected by that lump sum illusion is what it's referred to as. So this occurs when a person feels comfortable with a large sum in their retirement portfolio, but they haven't determined how long that lump sum will actually last. How much money you accumulate at retirement is an important piece of your puzzle, of course, but it doesn't mean as much as you think it does probably. So all the folks we work with, that's one of the things they want to know. Am I going to have enough money? Am I going to be okay? And that's, I, I love it when people care about that and they ask those uh, really, really good questions. Um, but until you do the planning, you don't know. It's, you know, you have to factor in many different things, create the plan, and then have, you know, you have that confidence and, and you feel better about everything because everything's been included um if you don't do that then you could have some real serious problems and find out that um based on your retirement accounts and your social security and if you have any pension money um you you take that and then of course you weigh it against what your budget issues are and include inflation in that You know, there's people that have found out I'm only good for 12 years or for 14 years, and then my money's exhausted, meaning that, you know, based on their lifestyle, they're not going to have enough. So it can be – that outcome can be, you know, very, very uh, serious, and it can be – well, it is an extremely important – reason to to do the planning so that you know if you need to make any changes, you want to make them sooner rather than later. And there's also nothing better than when you see somebody that is assured that um, they've got some good plans in place and that they're, uh, you know, it looks like they're going to do, do well over time. Um, quick, uh, squeeze a, a quick break in here. I'm looking at the time. And um, before I do, again, the latest complimentary takeaway for you is the value of an objective opinion. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. It's right on the home page. Just click the button, and it downloads right to your email. And it's uh, the value of an objective opinion, murrayfinancialgroup.com. We're back in a minute. If I could be the reason your hair's a mess, the bass drum beating way down deep in your chest. If I. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio, 930 WFND at WFMD.com. And you can get it as a podcast. Uh, mentioned right before the break, there, we have our new complimentary download. Uh, the The piece is titled The Value of an Objective Opinion. Go to MurrayFinancialGroup.com. Uh, it's right on the uh, homepage. You click that, uh, that button and it goes right to your email for you. Talking about the importance of uh, financial and retirement planning. Um, you know, you just look at last year, for example, if you didn't see what was coming, which I don't think anybody really did, uh, you could have been upended and um, maybe found yourself in a real bad spot. I don't think anybody expected 2020 to be um, what it turned out to be. Uh, you know, The virus made its way here and um, just upended, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of people and their plans and their their way of living their life. Then you had um, the election where a lot of expensive campaign promises were made, and now we have to see uh, how that's all going to play out and how much additional uh, debt uh, we're going to incur. Um, What's it going to do to the markets? I mentioned during the uh, first part of the program, you know, there's, um, there's just a lot of money slushing around. You don't see really good organic growth and, obviously, excellent job numbers. Uh, That just doesn't happen. So even though the market has has been doing okay, um, it's not for the right reason. It's not because that we do have that organic growth. It's this stimulus, and things are being propped up. So what's that going to do to the markets uh, in the uh, medium and long term? So there's a lot of unknowns out there. You know, a lot of people um, aren't sure. They don't feel comfortable about things. And they're asking the question, which is great, which is what this uh, segment's about. What does your financial future actually look like? So we talked about, okay, you retire. And um, if you haven't done a plan, it's going to be hard to really have the confidence um, and to be comfortable in retirement because you're not sure if you're going to outlive your retirement income. I talked a few moments ago about that lump sum illusion. Oh, well, I think I have enough. Well, that's not really a good way to go about it. You don't want to think you know. You want to know. And you do that with uh, with planning to, to help you feel better about that. Because what what happens, and we call it redlining when we're doing our planning, when you factor in Um, ages, as I mentioned, pensions, social securities, um, other funds from retirement and non-retirement savings, and then you compare that to what your net monthly expenses are, you're going to see if you have a, a, you know, if you're plus or minus for the month. And then you factor in inflation, you know, you have to do that. Uh, And you actually see, am I going to redline? Am I going to run out of money? Or am I fine into, you know, ages 95, 100, 102, whatever it might be? That's powerful when you actually see that on paper. So, you know, you just need help in answering certain questions like when can you retire without running out of money? Can you continue your present standard of living in and through your retirement years? Um, how could things change? So you have to factor in the risk because there are certain risks out there for all of us. You know, one of the things is healthcare and especially in your retirement years when it gets more expensive. And if you need some type of home healthcare um, or assisted living or whatever it might be, you know what an extreme impact that can have on your retirement and your retirement savings. So, Just some simple steps. Uh, Murray Financial Group, for example, we have a seven-step trademark process. We trademarked it back in the early 2000s. Uh, It's known as the financial protector. But, you know, you you just need to do some simple things to get started. You just gather some data so that you can analyze your current financial picture, um, see what uh, changes or recommendations or suggestions should be, uh, in place for your specific situation, not your brothers or your cousins or your coworker, but you for the husband and wife in particular. Um, it's very important. And I'll say even more important for, uh, the wife because generally, um, you know, a a lady will outlive a man and, If somebody passes away, you know, there's a Social Security check that's gone. And how are you going to make up for that? Or if you can't, are you going to be okay? Um, So that's really important. And then you just, you know, put the – actually implement the plan. Put it into place and then check the progress and answer, you know, any questions or concerns as they arise uh, over time. So that's how you can, you know, really get the process started. Uh, Then you're obviously looking at all of your assets, making sure they're appropriate for you, that it's well within your risk tolerance. And um, I like to put a conservative rate of return so that that way, if there's any surprise, that it would be – you're looking for a positive surprise as opposed to a negative surprise because you were thinking, oh, well, my investments are going to make – You know, 15 percent per year. Well, that's probably not going to happen. So, again, if you do put in those those assumptions, I always suggest that you do it um, in a conservative way. Again, if you get a surprise, it's a good one, not a bad one. Um, And that also helps with the planning look and saying, okay, will you have enough? Are you or are you going to run out of uh, your retirement income? You're going to outlive it. Uh, when are you going to red line? And what you want to do, it's simple. You want to push that red line out as far as possible. If not, just totally eliminate it. And through planning, you'll actually know what the answer uh, to that is and um, and and feel good about it. And again, this isn't something that you do and then put up on the shelf. This is something that you you create and then as things change you update it so you know we've got a client in Pittsburgh they're going to be moving to Delaware at retirement and live on the shore so we're factoring in the cost of living difference between Pittsburgh and Delaware and um still keeping that uh, same type of lifestyle know that they're going to get through fine but we're always updating things so you'll know that you know, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of money left over after the sale of the uh, current home. So it, it, it's not something that you do and just put on the shelf and let, you know, let it collect dust. You want to review it occasionally and update it and make sure that um, everybody's on the same page and that there are no uh, big surprises that, you you know, you wouldn't have to deal with. So that's what, you know, I would suggest it's um, to make sure, um, you know, you get as comfortable as possible with your retirement. Um, that's the way you do it is through uh, through planning. So uh, that does it for us this week. I'm about out of time. Oh, uh, again, if you go to Murray dot brand new uh, complimentary download for you. It's called The Value of an Objective Opinion. You just go to the homepage, com, click on the button right there on the homepage, and it goes right to your email. And I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's like I said, it's brand new. Uh, we just took down the tax piece a couple days ago that people really enjoyed. So hopefully, you'll enjoy this. And um, you might want to print it off and highlight and make uh, some notes and you know have a, an important uh, discussion and um, I will talk with you on the Morning News Express uh, with my friends Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick uh, the those two are doing the whole tag team thing right now and um, have a lot of fun we talk with them at five fifty, six fifty, seven fifty a.m. every weekday morning And then we'll be back here next week for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. And um, like I said, take advantage of that complimentary download. Have yourself a great rest of the weekend. And good week. Uh, Be careful in the the weather that they say is coming our way. And um, I'll talk to you next week, whether it's in the morning or here uh, on Saturday. So uh, this is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. Trying to catch a buzz over the thought of us. But I'll drink to a country song, to another long work week gone. And I'll raise my glass to a long lost buddy I ain't seen. I might stay for one more round. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A Connoisseur Media Radio Station. 7 o'clock.